Thank you guys for tuning into my first podcast. My name is Landon Stanball, and I just been wanting to do a podcast for a while now and have really just fought against my flesh and just try to crucify my flesh and to just to choose anything that I feel God is calling me and leading me to do. For months now, God really put it on my heart to create a platform to spread his word. And it's been really just, I just really haven't been motivated. But I just thank God that he's just giving me the strength to crucify my flesh and my desires and to just to run after the Lord, run after every desire that he puts in my heart by the guidance of his Holy Spirit. So I hope this speaks to you and causes you to go a little deeper, you know, not just, you know, stepping out of the boat, but going head first, trusting God will bring the increase. Before we get started, if you feel that someone might need to hear this or just want to allow as many people to hear this message, it would be really appreciated if you could, you know, share this podcast to any friends or any family, or maybe even post it on your Instagram feed that you, you know, that'd just be very appreciated. Even if you have, you know, more than just Instagram or maybe Snapchat or, you know, any social media platform that you guys have, it would be very appreciated if, you know, if you could just share this podcast to any friends or any family that you, you might think that need to hear this. So this podcast today is going to be about the gospel. Um, this gospel is going to go all the way back from the beginning so that we can understand in deeper depth of why God sent his son and why we needed his son. So as we uh, read in Genesis chapter 1, we see that in the first verse, it explains how God was always and he was always there. In the beginning, he was existing. That in, in the beginning, he was there. So we also see in chapter 1 of Genesis in verse 31, it says, And God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very good. In the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So right here, this verse destroys the idea of God even creating sin or even God creating evil in this world. You know, it just explains that God in his magnificence created everything beholding that it was good and not one thing that he created was bad. But as we keep on continuing, we continue to read. We see in Genesis chapter 2, it says that God created man in his own image. And in this, God also created a woman so that Adam may not be alone. So God put Adam into a deep rest, taking one of his ribs. And with this rib, God created a woman and brought her unto him. See, this right here portrays that Adam and Eve becoming one, signifying marriage and expressing them becoming one, one flesh in Christ. But as we keep on reading, it doesn't stop there. We see in Genesis chapter 3. So after the creation of man and the woman, we see Eve being questioned by the serpent about the thing God has told. Firstly, we need to understand the serpent was created by God. So if the serpent was created by God, we see that um, that God created the serpent to be more subtle. So in the Hebrew, subtle means cunning. The definition for cunning is having or showing skill in achieving one's ends by deceit or invasion. So the serpent had a plan to invade and to deceive. This sounds very similar to someone we might know, which aka is the devil. So the serpent in its craftiness asked Eve, has God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Questioning Eve. And Eve answered, we may eat of the trees and the gardens. But of the fruit of the tree in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall touch it. So we see the serpent getting what he wanted out of Eve, by adding to the very word of God. Because when we look back in Genesis chapter 2, we see God say, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. 
Eve saying this made it even more difficult to keep by adding and saying that even she could not touch the fruit. So the serpent did not stop there. But the serpent continued by saying that ye shall not die and saying that God does not see if you eat or don't eat and how God is keeping it from them because it allows them to be like God. So Eve being deceived ate of the tree and also gave to Adam and their eyes were open. From this moment forth, Adam and Eve were cursed by sin and that only brought about death. So this right here just gives you a brief understanding of why God had to send his son Jesus. God sent his son Jesus because of the sin nature. We are all born into sin and I'm going to teach you guys this and I'm going to teach you the understanding a little bit more in deeper depth of the gospel because we may know we may know the gospel, but we need to understand that every day we need to remind ourselves where our freedom is, which our freedom is in the cross, at the cross, at laying it at Jesus's feet. So so from the fall of Adam and Eve, you know, it brought about damnation to the whole entirety of the world. So as we see in Psalms uh, chapter uh, 51, verse 5, it says, Behold, I was shapen in inequity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. So now since the fall of Adam, we now are born into sin. We see the law of Moses and the Ten Commandments and may understand the law, but don't understand that the law never brings victory. As we see in Galatians chapter 3, verse 24, it says, Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. So the law was uh, to be a mirror in a way, showing us our sins and teaching us that we are not perfect and are in need of a savior. So if the law of Moses did not give us victory, then who did? That's just like the big question that people ask. Well, God being the loving God, he sent his only son, 100% being man and 100% being God to put to death the law of sin and death. That corrupted the entirety of the world. But when Jesus came, many in Israel rejected Jesus. See, they rejected Jesus because they wanted freedom from their sin rather than salvation. They didn't understand that Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. I feel this is with many today. They hold on to their sin, asking God to take it away, but are not understanding they are free in Christ. Their idol is being free from sin when their idol should be Jesus. Jesus died on the cross for our sin that we can be remarried to Christ because law is dead. Our old self is gone away and now our identity is in Christ. That now when temptation comes, there is a way out knowing what the enemy tempts us with is not what we are, but through the cross there is freedom. That through the cross we now can have a relationship with our creator. That through the cross we have the Holy Spirit that guides us and leads us to fulfill what God has called upon our lives running after the things of the spirit and not of our old dead flesh. So so now we are not living after our flesh. We're living after the things of the spirit, the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. He convicts us of sin. He leads us away from sin. I'm not saying that you're going to um, one day, all of a sudden, as you, soon as you give your life to the Lord, that everything just falls away. All the troubles of life, all the worries of life, all the stress of life just falls away. I'm saying that through the cross, that when those things arise, we turn to him because through him there is freedom. Not through what we can do in the flesh, but what he did at that cross. We now have freedom. So knowing that through Jesus, the Holy Spirit now will be our comforter and he will teach us and bring us to remembrance of his word. Which then, you know, takes us to John chapter 14, verses 15 through 17. It says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth. 
whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. This chapter here gives us the understanding that Jesus is the commandment, that through him there is freedom, that through him we are given a helper, and that through him we receive the Holy Spirit who will be with us forever. Also in this, it explains that even the world does not know or can even receive the spirit of truth, aka the Holy Spirit, because they have denied or rejected the cross. But we being in the spirit of the Lord are now free because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom.